Hey guys, just a quick production update here for the Wrestling Memory Grenade. Ray Russell here of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, and you may be able to tell from my voice that I've been dealing with a little bit of the autumn allergies, if you will, fall season is upon us, which means allergies are upon me. And last week I announced we were going to have a very special hybrid edition of the Grenade here this week. Going to look at all of the TV leading into the big pay-per-view that is the Survivor Series. And then from there, the plan was to tackle the big event itself along with a special guest co-host going to help me through the big pay-per-view. Well, all of those plans still in effect, at least as far as everything we're going to cover, but we're going to break it up. Rather than have a hybrid show, going to splice it up into two separate editions of The Grenade. As I come to realize, after covering all the TV the final week leading into the pay-per-view, the show ran over an hour long before we even got to the pay-per-view event. And rather than have the show drag on for multiple hours... I wanted to do the Survivor Series justice, make it the focal point of the show to make sure it has the proper time for everyone to listen and enjoy all in one sitting. Now that said this week, we will be kicking off and taking a look at the final week of WWF TV leading in to that big event at the Richfield Coliseum. As we cover the superstars of wrestling, November the 21st, wrestling challenge, November 22nd, and even the special Thanksgiving holiday edition of Primetime Wrestling, which aired November 26th. Yes, this week we're going to talk about the Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man defending his title against the former champion Ricky Steamboat, Brutus the Barber Beefcake stepping in the ring against Dangerous Danny Davis. We'll have an update, a very special update, on the future of one superstar Billy Graham after being taken out by the one-man gang in Butch Reed just last week on TV. And who will replace the superstar as part of Team Hogan at the Survivor Series We're going to look into all of that and so much more, plus sound bites galore this week on The Grenade, guys. Again, for anyone tuning in, hoping to hear both portions of the show, the television leading in, and of course, the Survivor Series as well. As I was actually recording the show, in fact, I called an audible. I changed it up. So actually, when you hear the top of the show, me promoting the Survivor Series later in the episode, not going to happen this week, guys. I promise we will. Break it down in its entirety next week, including we're going to take a look at the pre-show leading into the pay-per-view, and we'll also spend some time at the top of that program talking about the Survivor Series versus Starcade and everything that went down there. And you have my apologies. I hope you understand. I feel like I made the right call here. I want to showcase the Survivor Series. So yes, the actual Survivor Series pay-per-view being pushed back to episode 104, but away we go right now, episode 103. More November 1987, WWF TV. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. And welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, episode number 103, a very special episode this week, and I am your host, Ray Russell, 
And yes, in case you haven't noticed by my voice, the autumn allergies have gotten to me, guys. The fall season is upon us. So you may hear me sound like this for a couple more weeks. But nevertheless, we're here for a very special hybrid episode of The Grenade this week. Going to look at everything the weekend of November 21st in 1987 WWF TV. And then from there, we're going to jump into it. You know what I'm talking about. The inaugural Survivor Series pay-per-view. Team Hulk versus Team Andre. Team Macho Man versus the Honky Tonk Man and crew. Going to be a lot of fun when we get there. And a very special guest going to join the show to break down some of that pay-per-view event as well. And before we can do all of that, I just want to give you guys a friendly reminder that you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows like Monday Warfare, The Battles Within. It's all about Raw versus Nitro in that weekly episodic story known as the Monday Night War. And of course, you can listen to the Regional Wrestling Podcast where we talk the territories. Currently got two different projects going on over there right now. 1981 Georgia Championship Wrestling with guest Jamie Ward and of course the UWF in 1986 talking with Roman Gomez. Got some other ideas coming around the corner and not too far away, our brand new podcast, The Wrestling Stoop with wrestling legend Bob Roop. Be on the lookout for that here by the end of September, beginning of October, our tentatively scheduled launching timeframe. And you can listen to all of those shows and more as part of the WrestleCopia podcast network located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met from Apple to Spotify, Google and beyond. And be sure to follow me on social media, guys. Follow me on X. Follow me on Twitter, at least until they start charging me. You can find me there at Rasslin Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me, Facebook.com slash Rasslin Grenade. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Rasslin Grenade. And be sure to check me out on social media for all the latest goings on at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. And I'm also constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history over there on Twitter and Facebook. And of course, videos popping up all the time on my YouTube channel. And before we get rolling on, this is a great time for me, the content creator here at WrestleCopia, to give a very special thank you to all of the loyal listeners of the podcast network. And of course, the patrons. It's you guys who enable me to keep this network up and running for all to enjoy. And speaking of patrons, if the listeners out there, if you guys enjoy all of the work that I do here on WrestleCopia, the whole brand, and want to help me by enabling me to continue all of the great shows here, like the Wrestling Memory Grenade, Regional Wrestling, and etc. Now would be a fantastic time to become a WrestleCopia patron. You can find me there at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. And I just want to get you guys to look at that $5 all-access tier. Includes all sorts of great stuff for just $5. In fact, over the last week, 10 new digital downloads, two new bonus video drops, and of course, a lot of show notes as well. Not to mention early releases of some of the podcasts, and that's what I'm going to talk to you guys about right now. A lot of the perks that you're going to get with that $5 all-access tier include, but are not limited to, all of my insanely detailed book-like show notes, pages upon pages of show notes. And boy, this Survivor Series, it's quite a book in itself, but you get all of my show notes for every episode of The Grenade, Monday Warfare, and The Regional Wrestling Podcast. You'll also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia, where you can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. Plus, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade, covering the 1989 NWA project, includes enhanced sound quality and new content and conversation. 
that I originally edited out of the initial broadcast due to time restraints, well, they're being edited right back in. Got a new remastered version coming very soon, in fact. But that's still not all. You also get, as I said, digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. Ten new digital downloads up right now here as part of the Patreon. And of course, you'll get the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series covering many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday Night's Main Events, Clash of the Champions, and so much more. Plus, random bonus video drops just added to yesterday. And you get all of that and more for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription. Cancel any time. Please show your support. Give it a try for a month. I think you'll like all of the content that I offer, and every penny of it goes right back here to the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So please, if you can, if you have a few bucks to spare, you're looking to support that next up-and-coming podcast brand, please consider making it WrestleCopia. Let's keep this podcast network up and running for the months and the years to come. And now all of that out of the way, everything's said and done. Time to jump into the meat and potatoes portion of the show. Remember, a special hybrid edition. We're going to look at some TV and then jump into the actual Survivor Series pay-per-view. And right away, we kick it off with the November 21st edition of the Superstars of Wrestling. And away we go, the final superstars before Survivor Series. Tape back October 27th, Syracuse, New York at the War Memorial. This November 21st edition features Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, Bruno San Martino on commentary. As we head off to the ring, the British Bulldogs out there, and they'll be taking on Dusty Wolf and the Gladiator. Wow, good to see Rick Hunter back under that hood. And the Bulldogs, of course, accompanied to the ring by Matilda. And rocking those British flag sequin vests as well here. Looking bigger and more jacked than ever are the Bulldogs. And Dynamite Kid has got all of his muscle mass back and then some. Looks like while he was off the road, he was on the gas. Just my guess. As we get things going, we see an insert promo from the Bolsheviks. Volkov and Zukov are really more so their manager Slick here, who does all the talking. He says his Bolsheviks are coming for the Bulldogs. I simply wrote, yikes. Hopefully those matches are rather quick. As we get things going here, Davey Boy Smith with a delayed vertical suplex on the Mask Man to start, and then a double tackle by the Bulldogs leads the Gladiator to tag in Dusty Wolf. Wise move there is Dynamite with a snap suplex and a double underhook suplex. Looking better every week is the kid. Davey Boy back in for the running power slam, but it's not over yet. Nope, the Bulldogs with a double Irish whip sending Wolf chest first into the corner. Looks like his throat actually bounced off the top turnbuckle. Jeez. And needless to say, down goes Dusty as Davy Boy presses Dynamite up into the air over his head and drops him for a diving headbutt onto Wolf. Bulldog's going to pick up the win, 3 minutes and 21 seconds. And then after the matchup, Bulldog's raising Matilda's hands in victory. How about that? And as good as the Bulldogs were, as great as they looked physically now as well, as over as they were, it's clear at this point, Vince McMahon, he wanted to make this about the dog, Matilda. And the poor girl being force-fed to the fans with camera shots throughout the matchup and now playing into finishes and even celebrations. 
As we roll on, it's Update with Craig DeGeorge, a very special update, I should add, as it appears that superstar Billy Graham's career could be over. Remember the last episode of The Grenade? We see a clip here of Butch Reed and more specifically the one-man gang taking out superstar Graham. There was a matchup involving Graham versus Reed on television. Of course, the gang comes down to ringside to save his manager Slick, and the attack is on. One-man gang delivering three 747 splashes in the ring, and then the one on the concrete as well. Of course, that all led to the Rock Don Morocco out to make the save. Sort of. He tried anyway. And this will force a change in the lineup at the Survivor Series. Remember, Superstar Graham originally slated to be part of the main event as a member of Team Hogan. Well, he won't be competing. However, taking his place, yes, indeed, the one and only, it's The Rock, Don Morocco. The extent of Graham's injury is not known. However, this apparent serious injury to his replaced metal hip obviously puts his future, his active wrestling career, that is, in jeopardy. It also brings about a change in this Thursday's Thanksgiving night Survivor Series lineup. Graham was a member of Captain Hulk Hogan's team, but due to the injury, The Rock, Don Morocco, is the late addition. And I talked with him about it. Don Morocco, of course, it is an unfortunate situation what happened to superstar Billy Graham, but you got to be there to take his place. Survival. Professional wrestling, the words go hand in hand. The word came down from the prophet. He said, go to Hulk Hogan. Go to Ken Patera. Go to Paul Orndorff. Go to Bam Bam Bigelow. It's about survival. You got a team now. You got a place to be. Andre the Giant. I am with the Hulkster. I have found the power. The Rock there to pick up the pieces in what had to be regarded as a shattering news when it first broke for Hulk Hogan's team. As for Graham, he has proved us wrong before, but this may be his toughest test yet. Much more on that in future weeks, of course. For now, with Update, I'm Craig DeGeorge. Wow, talk about the final hours. With Survivor Series looming, just five days to spare, we learned that Don Morocco was called upon by the prophet himself, the superstar, to replace Billy Graham in his spot on Team Hogan at the Survivor Series. Morocco says he's found the power. And we see a subtle hint of what could be in the future here. Don Morocco with a tie-dye t-shirt, presumably Graham's, draped over his shoulder during that promo. So there you have it. Superstar Graham is out. Don Morocco is in the main event at the Survivor Series. As we roll on, we get more comments from the fans about the upcoming pay-per-view. Boy, they're really trying to sell this thing hard. And then it's back to the ring for Ravishing Rick Root. Bobby Heenan by his side, taking on Gary Starr. As Rude does his spiel with the simple-minded Syracusians, or is it Syracutians? Nevertheless, the ravishing one dominating and applying the body breaker, scoring the submission win in just one minute and 30 seconds. Post-match, Rude looks like he's starting to work that little hip swivel gimmick into his posing now, as Rick just exudes charisma in this character, a star already made in many ways in ravishing Rick Rude in short fashion here. In the World Wrestling Federation, as we continue on, we get a promo from the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, who talks about all the men and women tearing each other apart, trying to survive this Thursday night at the Survivor Series. But noticeably absent from any of those matches is the million-dollar man, who states that all he needs to survive is his money. <laughs> okay, my impression, not nearly as good as the actual Ted DiBiase himself. So while we're at it, 
another promo with the Million Dollar Man. Here's Billy Redline standing by with Ted DiBiase. We'll be getting back to the ring in just a moment for another exciting match, but I have standing by at this time my special guest, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and his bodyguard, Virgil. You know, it's always a lot of fun for the Million Dollar Man to come to Canada because you Canadian people, you know, you're the ones that sit back on your haunches the most and say, oh no, you can't buy me, I don't have a price. But every time I come to Canada, I find that just the opposite is true. You beg more than anybody, any place else that I go, you're out there with your hands stretched out saying, please, let me do something for you, Million Dollar Man, I'll do anything. Just give me a few of those American $100 bills, because they're worth a little more money than this Canadian funny money that you people spend up here. You know, I'm really looking forward to going to Newfoundland. All you Newfies out there, get ready for the Million Dollar Man. I know you may be a little bit too stupid to understand the fact that you do indeed have a price, but when I flash a few of these in front of your face, I think you'll come around pretty quick. You know, you should all start believing by now. I would think you'd have plenty of time to start believing that what I've told you all this time is true, that each and every one of you do indeed have a price for me. You've seen women kiss my feet. You've seen... Little kids, little stupid, uncoordinated kids trying to do push-ups and bounce basketballs for some of my money. You've even seen a woman come in the ring and actually hug the sweat right off my back for a couple hundred bucks. Now, doesn't that tell you anything? It tells me something. You've all got a price. But why am I here? If I've got all of this money, and I don't need money, I don't need money at all, why am I in the World Wrestling Federation? Because I have a point to prove. On top of having all this money, I am the premier athlete in wrestling today. I'm rich, and I'm the best athlete on top of all of that. The one thing that I want, and I won't say it's the one thing that money can't buy, because money can buy anything. What I want, Hogan, is that gold belt around your waist. And you're no different. You're no different than any of these people I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, you're a big muscle up guy, and you tell all the kids to say their prayers and take their vitamins. But when it comes right down to it, Hogan, you've got a price just like everybody else. It may not be cheap, but you've got a price, and it's only a matter of time, baby, before you belong to me. <laughs> We're right back after these important messages. Before- can never get enough of this gimmick in the Million Dollar Man. What a heel as we head back to the ring for Hacksaw Jim Duggan taking on Iron Mike Sharp. And remember last week on the show, Wrestling Challenge, Duggan debuts his first entrance theme, very generic theme, but a theme nonetheless. And here's Duggan back out here on Superstars yet again with that same theme music. I got to agree with scheduled for one fall. Soon to be approaching ringside from Glens Falls, New York, weighing 280 pounds, Axel Jim Duggan. Oh yeah, here's the guy with all of his marbles, right? I never said that. Never said that at all. His opponent, claiming to be Canada's greatest athlete from Hamilton, Ontario, at 282 pounds, Iron Mike Sharp. You know what interests me? I just wonder when Duggan goes out at night, do you think he dances with that two by four too? Drive back in the interview area in the dressing room. I think he has his whole entourage ready. 
So Duggan using that music at least twice here in his 1987 tenure. As we get an insert promo from the king, Harley Race, he says the crown and robe have been returned to the rightful owner. Duggan now, nothing more than a mere simple peasant. And remember, it's Duggan and Mike Sharp in the ring, a couple of hosses here getting it on as Jesse Ventura questions why Duggan constantly shouts, Ho! Sometimes, Jesse, there's just no answer to the question. It's Duggan dominating until Mike Sharp finally going to take over, hammering Hack with his infamous forearm brace, but Duggan, though, making the quick comeback, the wind-up slam, and the three-point stance and clothesline going to get Hacksaw the win. Three minutes and three seconds as we're off now. Mean Gene Oakland standing by. who they're all there. It's Team Andre the Giant. All right, 50 World Wrestling Federation superstars all on one exciting card. It's called the Survivor Series, and it won't be long now. This Thursday night, November the 26th, Thanksgiving evening, just outside of Cleveland. Bobby Heenan, please don't try to conduct a conversation when I'm trying to say something. Don't you ever dictate to me. And I don't want anybody in that Survivor Series dictating to anybody, because I'm going to lay down the wall with the slickster, because the captain of this team is Andre the Giant. When you have power like the natural Butch Reed, when you have the body and the power of a ravishing Rick Rude, when you have the awesome size and strength of a one-man gang, the ability to move around that ring like the, like a, the cat he is of King Kong Bundy, and it's all captained by Andre, Andre the, the Giant. Giant. Seven foot five, over 520 pounds. There's no athlete in sports history ever been like this man. What are those other and I'm used the term loosely, Ham and Eggers going to do. <laughs> all right, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, of course, captaining that other team, and now all of a sudden, Don Morocco has been factored into the situation. Don't make any chances, Don Morocco is there. We will be the survivors. All right, Slick, you and Bobby Heenan have done this before. You've gotten together in the World Wrestling Federation. You know, Gene Oakland, you just heard my man mention Don Morocco. Yeah. Because Butch Reed and the One Man Gang have been naughty, naughty boys. Somebody <laughs> forgot to tell them this thing doesn't happen till November 26. We've already started eliminating, and the rest you're going down. All right, there are going to be five men on each team at a ten-man elimination this Thursday night Thanksgiving. What are you going to have for dinner before the big event? This oh, nothing. Series? I'm going to sit there and watch the bones fly afterwards. Watch the carcass be, be picked clean of Hulk Hogan. And you know who's going to be doing the picking? Turn around, pal. I don't. Andre the Giant. One team is going to be captained by Andre the Giant, the other by Hulk Hogan. Thursday night should prove quite interesting. All right, well, there you have it. We hear from the heel side of the main event of the Survivor Series. And hey, guys, we got to be fair. We heard from one side. Now it's time to hear from the other. Standing by, it's Team Hogan. All right, it's not going to be long now, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night, just outside of Cleveland, Richfield, Coliseum, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Survive the Survivor Series. Hulk Hogan, heavyweight champion of the world, to captain a team of five. That includes these three men, along with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Rock, Ken Patera, Mr. Wonderful, and yourself, champ. The legacy of superstar Billy Graham, brother. The prophet told us, man, in the very beginning, that one of the five members of my team would never make it to the Survivor Series. Who did he know he'd be himself, superstar Billy Graham, man? in disguise, blessing from the heavens. Mr. Wonderful, he made a stand. He's with us, man. The strongest man in the world, Ken Patera. Could slam Bundy, man. One man getting Andre at the same time. And the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. 
told me, brother, just line them up and I'll knock them down, man. But the gift from the heavens up above, brother, was a magnificent one. The prophet guided him in our direction, a magnificent one. If it comes down to the wire, if it comes down to it, dig to your deep, dark past to the sins of mankind and pull us through the survival series. The prophet told me, the prophet told me, he said, consider the lightness, consider the force, consider Hulkamania as survival. He said, come now, come down to Hulkamania, come down to survival, come see the beast from these, come see the world's strongest man, come with Mr. Wonderful and take a chance and be with the power, be with the power, brother. You know, I never thought that I would see these five men on the same side of the bench, but it happens in the Survivor Series this Thursday night, Thanksgiving at the Richfield Coliseum in suburban Cleveland, 50 world superstars at all. What you gonna do, brother? Hulk Hogan and company coming to the Survivor Series, including Don Morocco. As we head back to the ring for the man that took out Superstar Graham, it's the one-man gang with Slick in his corner taking on Dick Flanagan. Now, there's a name. We get an insert promo here from Slick. No mention of the Billy Graham injury, actually. Kind of odd. Just putting over the WWF magazine, which features an article involving Slick. As far as the action goes in this one, it's the one-man gang dominating from bell to bell. 747 Splash going to get the win. One minute and 30 seconds as we're off now to a Special interview with Craig DeGeorge. He's standing by with Team Hulkster. We heard a promo from him earlier, a little more of the same here. We see Morocco, Orndorff, Bigelow, and Patera. But where's the captain? Craig DeGeorge can't find the Hulkster. Cue the music, of course, for the grand entrance, because it's Hulk Hogan. And out comes the Hulkster, rocking the frilly headband, all the frills dangling over his face, as DeGeorge has to pretend like he doesn't recognize him at first. Okay. Hulkster, one by one, putting over his team. We get another Hulk and Orndorff stare down here. Hulk says he didn't ask Paul for his word. He just asked him to make a stand. And Orndorff says he's standing here, isn't he? And together, they will survive. Now, Superstar Graham, the prophet, he brought them a blessing in disguise, says Hogan. Look at the hoses, man. I wrote LMAO. Every time Hogan points to Don Morocco's veins in his upper body, he refers to him as hoses which they're pretty damn close. Morocco's upper body cannot be ignored as Hulkster asking Morocco to dive back into his sins, back into his past, and bring them with him to the Survivor Series. Dude. Very quick promo that gets us to the pay-per-view. Then it's back to the ring. More Bobby Heenan family here this week. It's the Islanders with Heenan in their corner, taking on the team of Bill Wood and Lee Morgan. And I'm not familiar with a lot of these enhancement workers here on this TV taping, kind of weird, but at least it freshens things up. As we get an insert promo here from Heenan and his Islanders, they say good times have fallen on Strike Force, but at Survivor Series, good times will fall on the Islanders, who will be the sole survivors, planning to outlast everyone in that 20-man tag. As Jesse Ventura is still calling Tama Toma here, and it's been more than a year, Jess. Seems like he'll never learn. Haku going to show off his agility in this one, delivering a standing drop kick on Bill Wood. And then from there, Lee Morgan in, eats a Haku thrust kick and a nasty shoulder breaker. Then Tama off the top rope with the flying splash. Going to give the Islanders the win. Three minutes and 39 seconds. The Islanders, one of the few acts that I don't mind seeing go over three minutes in a squash. 
the aggressiveness, the great realistic beatdowns, criminally underrated and underutilized as far as WWF tag history goes, were the Islanders. As up next, we're off to Billy Red Lions once more this week. Another localized promo for the Canadian fans. He's standing by with a junkyard dog. We'll be going back to the ring in just a moment for another exciting match, but I have standing by at this time. Hold on, Jimmy Hart. You're just going to have to wait. I have someone else that I'm going to bring in here right now. I'm speaking of my good friend, one of my all-time favorites with Maple Leaf Wrestling and the World Wrestling Federation, the one and only Junkyard Dog, JYD. It's nice to have you back here on Maple Leaf Wrestling. And uh, what's been happening lately? You know, I'm getting ready right now, my man. I'm getting ready for Christmas with my little girl. And all the kids out there in TV land is getting ready for the big day. But on one given day, which is the 25th, everybody like to sit down and celebrate. And I heard back down backstage, I was listening back at Ron Bath, who he think he is. Well, he doesn't have a good word to say about anybody. I love everybody in any parts of the world. You know, color don't mean no different. The only thing that means any color is that paper money. And the older the money, the better I like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but right here, like my main man over in, in, in Calgary, Alberta, Stu Hart, he said, hey, 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 big, 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 uh, big daddy, hey, hey, hey. I could never get the thing down right, but my main man over there, Merry Christmas to you and all the family, and I'm going to be somebody big Santa Claus for this Christmas. You know, I, I'm thinking about all these big cars that's coming through. Pretty soon, you know, I'm looking at Jerry Allen will be hanging around, Killer Khan, Steamboat, Ron Bass, Outback Jack. Yes, uh, Ron Bass, you, you, you mentioned him, and, and uh, King Kong Bundy. I know that you've got a running feud with the Heenan family. You know, these guys build up these big stables, man. Everybody think nobody could be beat. I'm telling you, on any given day, anybody could be beat, except for two people that I know of. That's the internal revenue and J.C. above. Nobody beats those two men. J.Y., J.Y., come on. Hey, somebody else. Wait a minute. Don't be calling me over there. That's right. You can just hang on. J.Y., I want to ask you. Million dollar man. His sidekick. His bodyguard, Virgil. (laughs) You know, I heard a lot of things in my life. (laughs) No disrespect. I heard of a lot of brothers. He guy's a true brother. I heard him call him Virgil. And Virgil. But Teddy called him suspicious to me. He go, hi. Virgil. I don't know what he's trying to do, man, but something's going on with Virgil. <laughs> I don't want to sit here. Butch Reed and the Slickster, another two that you want to Two dangerous, nasty individuals, corrupting the neighborhood, slumming it. But sooner or later, the law will prevail. The one and only JYD. Don't go away. We're coming right back. JYD having some fun there doing his impression of Stu Hart. I love it. He's even talking about Big Daddy Ritter. You're talking about Big Daddy there. That was his name. Real name Sylvester Ritter. He was Big Daddy Ritter up in the Calgary Stampede territory many, many moons before the WWF, even before his Mid-South run. And I love his references there. Really fun stuff to hear the dog dive back in time, just like he was doing with those promos against Ted DiBiase as well. JYD, he didn't care. And I think his natural charisma, his charm, he just got away with it. As we head back now, backstage promo, it's Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart. As we see them preparing for the upcoming title match here today, the IC champion Honky Tonk Man slated to defend his title against the man he beat for that belt. Talking about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And guys, that match is next. Jimmy Hart holding a Steamboat stretch'em figure here. Doing what else but stretching the doll. Bending the toy Steamboat into knots. And before we get to that matchup, even more fans, yes, even more fans, talking about that Survivor Series pay-per-view. There's a guy who seems to be half drunk here, I think, says he's, he's not celebrating Thanksgiving this year, just the Survivor Series. You know, fella, 
you can do both. As we head back to the ring for the feature matchup now, it is the IC champ, Honky Tonk Man. But what's this? Honky, not alone, going to bring Team HTM to ringside with him. Out there is not only Jimmy Hart, but we also see Dangerous Danny Davis, Outlaw Ron Bass, Hercules, and the King Harley Race. All at ringside with Honky Tonk Man here. Meanwhile, Ricky Steamboat, all on his own. You see, Steamboat came out first, didn't realize what was going to go on here, so he actually wisely leaves ringside, only to return with his Survivor Series partners, talking about the Macho Man Randy Savage, Brutus Beefcake, Hacksaw Duggan, and of course, Jake the Snake Roberts. And with the odds now back to even at ringside, Honky Tonk Man better beware here. Steamboat, not only a former IC champ, but the last time one of Jimmy Hart's champs put their belts on the line here on TV, we saw a title change from the Hearts to Strike Force. Could history repeat itself? Could the Dragon regain the title? We'll find out here in just a few minutes as the Dragon back in the ring and away we go. Steamer lighting Honky up with a series of chops from all sides, but the Dragon telegraphs a backdrop and the Intercontinental Champ, he lowers the boom with a sit-out clothesline and in a great spot. Honky Tonk, he pitches Steamboat over the top rope to the side where the heels are down there at ringside, but as the heels run to do a number on the Dragon, it's Ricky already skinning the cat back over the top rope into the ring to avoid them. Pretty cool. Meanwhile, Honky, he doesn't realize this, proud of himself, celebrating, mocking the babyface side. He has his back to Ricky Steamboat, dancing and mocking the macho man, leading to the steamer, dropkicking Honky in the back, sending him through the ropes and out to the floor at the feet of the babyface team. Ah, the tides have turned. And as Honky is rolled back inside, a brief distraction by the macho man allows Steamboat to sneak in a reverse rolling cradle Going to get him a near fall there. Then the dragon goes to the top rope, delivering that top rope karate chop. Going to get him another near fall. But Steamboat missing a high cross body. And the champion finally going to take control late in the match. As Honky works over Steamboat, looks like he's setting up for that shake, rattle, and roll neckbreaker. We see the shake. Maybe a little rattle. But Honky gets distracted by Jake Roberts on the outside. Honky releasing Steamboat, arguing with the snake. And then out of nowhere, Danny Davis, I guess he tries to sneak in and attack the dragon, but Team Macho Man having none of it. And within seconds, all 10 men in the ring going at it as the referee has to call for the bell. The end result, a double disqualification. Match only went three minutes and 40 seconds, but the crowd absolutely eating up this 10-man battle with the baby faces clearing the ring and probably in part to Brutus Beefcake carrying a giant pair of hedge clippers in the ring with him. I know that'd make me run. And we'll be seeing a lot more from all of these men this Thursday night. So if you thought we were getting a return match, an actual return match here for the title, Steamboat had a chance to maybe reclaim the gold, forget about it. This was designed solely to hype the pay-per-view. And as we close out this edition of Superstars, one more promo this week with Billy Red Lions. He's standing by with the Bolsheviks. I bring in my next guest. I'd like to thank all you fans out there for all the cards and letters you've been sending our way. And if there's any uh, particular wrestler that you'd like to drop a line to or any comments you'd have to make about the World Wrestling Federation or Maple Leaf Wrestling, you can do so by dropping a line to Maple Leaf Wrestling, care of Maple Leaf Gardens, Toronto, Canada, postal code M5B1L1. Now, at this time, come on in, gentlemen. 
The Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov. And Nikolai, since you've got the new partner, I guess uh, there's no doubt in my mind, there's one thing that you have in your mind, and that is to uh, get the World Tag Team Championship. Як же боживайте, товариші, я поздравляю со советский, со словенский народ, там, в Канаде. First, I'd like to say that hello to all my Russian friends that live in Canada, because that's what makes Canada famous. All the Russian people live there, lots of Russian people live there, and they make a good country. And the rest Canadians, I don't like to, what can I say about Like Newfoundland. What's wrong with Newfoundland? Over there, stinks, the whole town stinks like fish. They even make a fish perfume. They you're are famous for that. You've never been to Newfoundland. Oh, yes, I've been there. Last time I was there, they serve your meal with the Alka-Seltzer. That's right, Tawarish. But let me tell you something. When you come down here, you're going to see me a lot because I got here my new partner, Boris Zukov, from Russia. Because he's the only man that I could trust. I couldn't trust no Canadians, no Americans. You're too proud of Tawarish. Tawarish, yes. And there are a lot of great teams that would like to knock us off. And uh, this, uh, this strike force, they think they are so great, they made the Hart Foundation submit. But uh, strike force, you would never see Nikolai Volkov or Boris Zukov submit. So you might not have those titles too long. And these British bullfrogs, is that what they are? Bulldogs, bulldogs. Uh, bulldogs, they bring a stupid dog out to the ring. It should be barred from ringside. We're going to make an example of you. Every team that gets in our way, we are going to destroy. And we will defeat them fair and square, not like they do cheating and, and all these things right. they do here. You know, you forgot another team, the, the Rougeau Brothers, the Killer Bees. Oh, Rougeau Brothers, Killer Rougeau Brothers come from Canada. Man, that's there. Pretty quick, I have to say that. They're pretty quick, but they are... Different than us, see? If we go in the ring, we win a fair and square. If they win, they cheat. We're right back after these important messages. Don't. The clock is on. I wonder how many more weeks, months, that we'll actually get these promos from the Bolsheviks before they're removed from the list of important superstars. But at least they're trying to get them over for now. As we learn next week, post-Survivor Series, still November sweeps, it's going to be Brutus the Barber Beefcake taking on his former partner, Greg the Hammer Valentine. And right now we're going to hear from both men. Next week, Greg Valentine, it's you and I. And when I get done strutting, baby, I'm going to take these suckers and I'm going to do some cutting. The blonde hair is going to be flying everywhere. And I just can't wait. You know something, Brutus Fruitcake? This is the match that I've been waiting a long, long time for. You say first it's a strut and then it's a cut. Well, I'm going to take you to school, boy. And I'm not talking about barber school. I'm talking about wrestling school. All right, and there it was. Beefcake going to bring the cutting and strutting. Valentine simply going to bring that hammer. Noticeably absent from that Greg Valentine promo was Dino Bravo and more specifically, Luscious Johnny V. As we head off now, another day closer to the pay-per-view. Sunday, November 22nd, it's Wrestling Challenge. All right, and away we go. Wrestling Challenge, November 22nd. You know what? I'm going to take a pause here for a moment, guys, and go on a very, very mini rant. Uh, There's a fellow on Twitter who likes to follow me and essentially troll me 
uh, any chance he gets. I'm not a big fan of blocking people. I literally had nobody blocked on my Twitter account, but now I do, specifically this guy in general. He pointed out to me, hey, genius. Yeah, he called me the genius. But he said something like, hey, genius, not everybody got Wrestling Challenge on Sundays, so the date should be November 21st. Well, my simple reply back to him was, I've made it clear from the beginning. I'm using the air dates that it aired in my TV market simply because I'm doing the show. Also, it did air on Sundays in many television markets. It aired on Saturdays. It aired on Tuesdays, for that matter. So my question to this fellow is, if he listens to the actual show, um, why is it that since it didn't air on Sundays in your neck of the woods, do I need to make the air date Saturday? Because it didn't air on Saturdays in my TV market. Simple, petty nonsense, but once I went to his Twitter account, saw what I was dealing with, I realized there was no point in even trying to explain. But I'm explaining to everyone else here right now, why is my wrestling challenge dates on Sunday? Well, it's easier to differentiate the one show from the other if you separate the days. Also, simple. Superstars aired at 11 a.m. Saturday mornings here, and wrestling challenge aired on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Also, I say, potato, potato. It's still the same weekend of at the end of the day. Just somebody trying to argue for the sake of arguing. Nevertheless, here we are. Wrestling Challenge, November 22nd, 1987. Tape back October 28th. Rochester, New York at the War Memorial. Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. And right out of the gate, it's the new WWF Tag Team Champion, Strike Force, taking on the awesome twosome of Barry Horowitz and Terry Gibbs. And right away, we get an insert promo from Jimmy Hart and his Hart Foundation who will survive this Thursday night at the Survivor Series. Is Strikeforce going to dominate Terry Gibbs early here? Rick Martell looking exceptionally awesome. What else is new? Terry Gibbs going to go to the eyes of Martell and finally gets a tag out to Barry Horowitz two minutes into the matchup. But Barry, he also finds himself in immediate trouble at the hands of the champs. As the heels finally manage to get Martell into their corner, though, landing a little double teaming, but Terry Gibbs going to miss a charge into the corner. And Tito Santana going to get that tag. And Santana in the ring going bonzo gonzo on both opponents. Drop kicks sends Barry Horowitz to the floor. Martel tagged back in. And he lands a sort of standing spine buster on Terry Gibbs. And Rick now going to turn that over into the Boston Crab. The same move that he used to defeat the Anvil. And why not? If it can make Jim Neidhart submit, it should be able to make anyone submit. It's good logic. And that it does here. Boston Crab going to get strike force. The submission win, 3 minutes and 24 seconds. Basic squash, and I really wouldn't have minded seeing this match extended to 6 or 7 minutes on like a primetime wrestling. More offense from the heels here, but Strikeforce pick up the win. Just unusual that it's a one-man show when we get to the finisher. Up next on Challenge, it's a replay of the update. In case you missed it, on Superstars, Don Morocco replacing Superstar Graham, who may have had his career ended. Morocco going to be part of Team Hogan at the Survivor Series. As yet another group of fans express their excitement for the pay-per-view. A kid even says he's been pestering his mother about the event ever since he found out about it. Ah, and I remember a very similar experience in my household, running from my bedroom into the living room. The minute I heard of this Survivor Series concept, the very minute I heard the first, maybe it was couple matches announced, I truly probably didn't even understand what pay-per-view exactly was, but I began pleading immediately to witness the Survivor Series. 
And truth be told, the first several Survivor Series, at least the first four, were probably my favorite time of year. It wasn't so much WrestleMania. It was Survivor Series for me as a kid, and I can actually back that up. A couple of my uh, family members felt the same way. As we head back to the ring, more one-man gang this weekend. Slick in his corner taking on Carmine Serace. As we get an insert promo here from the Rock Don Morocco, says Superstar Graham has passed the power on to Morocco, and he's coming for Butch Reed, the one-man gang, and even Andre the Giant. He's coming for everyone this Thursday night. And the gang going back to old school. It's the Gourd Buster. Going to get the win here in just one minute and 13 seconds. And then from there, we're off to Craig DeGeorge. Standing by, he's got a special interview with Strike Force. Okay, hi again, everyone. We are only a few days away to the big one, the Rage in Ridgefield, upcoming this Thursday, Thanksgiving night at 7.30, November the 26th, out at the Ridgefield Coliseum, just outside of Cleveland. What a great bunch of matchups, four of them to be exact. A ladies' elimination, five on each side, also two 10-man eliminations. And as you may know, now added to Hulk Hogan's team, the Rock, Don Morocco, to replace the injured superstar Billy Graham. And, of course, the tag team elimination. We're going to bring on the new tag team champion, Strike Force, Rick Martel, Tito Santana. You guys will be captaining your clubs in the Survivor Series. And first of all, of course, congratulations, Rick, on the tag team championship. Well, thank you very much, Craig. You know, what an incentive for us, Strike Force, going into such an event as the Survivor Series. You know, we're ready for it, and this around our ways, you know, going to it. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know... It's going to put even more intensity than already was a lot of it in the Survivor Series because not only the Islanders be after us real bad, but also the Hart Foundation now, they have a score to settle. And already there was a lot of scores to settle in there, you know, but we have talked with all our teams on our side and we got a, we're ready, we got our strategy worked out and believe me, we're going to go in there and uh, we're going to win. That. Well, Tito Santana, you certainly will be captaining one heck of a team. you got the Killer Bees, of course, the Rougeaus, Roman Powers, the Young Stallions, and former champs, the British Bulldogs. We've been all working out for this big match it's history gonna be in the making right here in a matter of days you know Craig a lot of turkeys are gonna end up on the table Thanksgiving Day and we're probably gonna be competing against the 10 biggest turkeys anywhere you got the individuals you got the Islanders you got the demolition you got the hard foundation where they're not feeling pretty good right now because uh, ever since they lost the belts you know, they're, they're, now they're out to prove to everybody that they should still be wearing the belts. The Islanders claim that they're the number one team. Yeah. The Demolition and Fuji, they claim that they're, you know, individuals. The Strike Force, we've gotten together. We've had meeting after meeting. We've had workout after workout as a team, baby. And I guarantee you when it's all over and done, the team is going to survive, baby. All right, it is upcoming Thursday. this Thursday night, yeah. Thanksgiving, 730 at the Richfield Coliseum. Strike Force will captain one team. So Tito Santana talking individuals, not really sure where he was going with that, and not sure Tito did either. Nevertheless, the tag team champion Strike Force leading their team into the battle at the Survivor Series just four days away. Then it's back to the action, Axe and Smash Demolition. Mr. Fuji in their corner taking on Pete Luchik and Omar Atlas and Luchik. He'll be better known on the Northeastern Indies as Preston Steele in the upcoming years. Did a lot of work here in the state of Ohio. Meanwhile, Omar Atlas finishing up his lengthy career here in the latter half of the 1980s. And speaking of Luchik, how's this for a tall tale in professional wrestling? Luchik has made claim that he had a contract lined up to begin full-time with the WWF in 1988, but he injured himself at an indie event in Cleveland the week of his starting date, and instead the big boss man got his spot. 
I don't think that's exactly how it worked, Pete. Still a fun story. As we get an insert promo here from Brady Boone. Boone hasn't forgotten about Demolition. He admits the demos, they're big and bad, but his cousin Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera will kick their butts. So Boone is going to let them go for the revenge. Perhaps even admitting he's not at the Demolition's level. Hmm. Smart man. Don't see that much in wrestling. And you guys know the drill by now. It's Demolish and Destroy on Omar Atlas first, and then it's Luchik's turn before the decapitation. Gonna put Luchik away, three minutes and three seconds. And we've heard several of them last week. We haven't heard one this week thus far, but here we go one more time. Mean Gene Oakland standing by with Team Hulk Hogan. All right, get ready in Richfield, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland at the Coliseum this coming Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 50 and all, 2-10 man. Elimination matchups, that can mean only one thing, Captain Hulk Hogan. Not that long until Thursday night, just outside of Cleveland. Well, they're already trying to pick us off one at a time, Mean Gene. They're already trying to wipe us out. The strongest man in the world, I'm not worried about him. He testified to me. If it comes to it, he'll turn the whole Richfield Coliseum over. As far as this man being ready, look at him. His head's on fire. What do you have to say? You, Mr. Wonderful. When you told me you made the stand, that you'd survive, I believed you. But the ace in the hole, where we turn the negative into the positive, is when the prophet was wiped out, along with his own thesis when they wiped it out. He called the magnificent one man. Look at the hoses, the sins of mankind that he used to run with. We begged for your help, magnificent one. Dig as far back into your past and help us survive. The word came down. The word came down. Go with the fire. Go with the ice. Go with the silence. Go with the power. They are survivors. They will survive. Andre the Giant, Bobby Heenan, it don't matter. I am with the survivors. All right, and that's the name of the game, Survive, in the Survivor Series, Paul Orndorff. You know, I've been down in those trenches. I know what it is to roll around in the sweat, in the beer, and the blood. I know what it is to hurt. I know what it is to get hurt. And this team here will come out a Survivor, Hunter. All right, Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, you know, you're born, and then you walk, and then the key to life is to survive it, man. Ken Patera. You know, this is a great, greatest group of men, the greatest group of wrestlers, athletes I've ever been associated with in my entire career, and we know how to survive. You're never going to see anything quite like it. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant and company across the ring from this fight. We're not worried about Andre the Giant or all his co-parts. Bam, bam, Bigelow hit the nail on the head. You live and you die and in the WWF. We will survive. All right, I thank you. Hulk Hogan, Paul Arndorf, Kent Patera, Bam Bam Bigelow, and a rock all in Richfield at the Coliseum this Thursday night for Thanksgiving. Well, there you have it, trying to put over the entire team. The strongman, Kent Patera, going to turn the whole Richfield Coliseum over if he has to. I'd like to have seen him try. Bam Bam Bigelow, just look at him. His whole head is on fire. Love that line. And Paul Orndorf, he promised to make a stand, brother. And now the prophet, Superstar Graham, has delivered the rock to Team Hulk Hogan along with his hoses. Hey, do you think if the Godfather ever teamed up with Don Morocco, they'd have been called Hose and Hoses? Or is it Hoses and Hose? I don't know. Back to the ring, the action just keeps going. It's Bam Bam Bigelow, Sir Oliver Humperdinck in his corner, taking on Jose Estrada. And Estrada comes straight at Bigelow with a series of shots and a dropkick. But it doesn't budge the big man. Instead, Bammer responds with a savat kick. 
Kind of a Bigelow super kick, if you will, sending Estrada out to the floor. Pretty awesome. This guy can do just about anything. And with Jose outside, we get an insert promo from the Bammer, who says he's going to set the world on fire at the Survivor Series. And Bigelow going to bring Estrada back in the ring with an awesome walking back suplex. And then from there, it's a monster beal out of the corner. Estrada getting some great height there. And then the Bammer with a one-handed press slam before delivering the slingshot splash, giving Bigelow the win. Two minutes and 39 seconds. Very impressive here, as always, is Bigelow, but even more so with Jose Estrada as his opponent. As we continue on, we get a special interview. Craig DeGeorge standing by up on the platform with Bobby Heenan, the doctor of style slick, and the team captain, Andre the Giant. Heenan says that Hulk's team, they think they can prevent Andre from getting his hands on the Hulkster, but that's not going to happen. They also address Don Morocco replacing Billy Graham, his new attitude, The Rock, it won't be around for long. And then the three men, they redo the same spot we saw in a prior interview with Team Andre. Bobby Heenan, Slick, and Andre the Giant grabbing parts of the Hulk Hogan Stretch'em doll, pulling him apart. And then it's back to the ring for the Bolsheviks, with the manager Slickster in the corner taking on Van Van Horn, and haven't seen him on TV in a while. It's leaping Lanny Poffo, and Lanny Poffo going to treat us with a poem for us all. And Lanny here does not disappoint the punchline this time around, being that Boris Zukov has the world's biggest head. What a gimmick. Lanny then sends the Frisbees flying as Boris attacks. What did you expect, Lanny? Poffo, though, going to make it to his corner, tagging out to Van Van Horn. As the Bolsheviks take control, Nikolai with a double underhook suplex and even a gut-wrench suplex. Here from the big Russian, before his big patented gorilla press, down into the backbreaker by Volkov, going to tag partner Boris back in, who comes running off the ropes with the flying headbutt attack, giving the Bolsheviks the win, 2 minutes and 40 seconds. And then this week on Wrestling Challenge feature matchup time, Brutus the Barber Beefcake taking on Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart in his corner, as we get an insert promo from Sam Houston, who offers a rematch to Dangerous Danny. Remember, it was recently Houston pinning Danny Davis on TV. Davis having his foot on the ropes. Referee didn't see it. He felt cheated, as he should. So I guess you guys can expect more Davis versus Houston in the weeks to come. And remember, guys, it's Beefer versus Davis here. Just a taste of the Survivor Series as these two guys will be on opposite teams at the pay-per-view. And the barber still rocking those tassels on his boots, but his gear now, the more familiar sheer openings on the tights, and those head clippers in hand. Beefcake's starting to finalize that look that he wants for the barber gimmick here, as Brudai in all sorts of control all throughout the matchup. Meanwhile, Danny Davis proving to be a bumping machine in this one, and Brudai eventually tossing Davis over the top rope and out to the floor, while he does a little strutting in the ring, and then the barber going to bring Danny back in the hard way over the top rope, and it's right into the sleeper hold. Might be night-night time for Danny Davis, but nope, Jimmy Hart climbing to the top rope with megaphone in hand, but Brutus sees him, releasing the sleeper of Danny Davis, grabbing Jimmy Hart off that top rope, snatching him up, and launching Hart into Danny Davis. Down goes Hart, down goes Davis. Hart going to roll out to the apron. Meanwhile, Brudai making the cover on the former referee. Beefcake going to get the one, two, three. The Barber picking up the win, three minutes and 53 seconds. And then post-match, Davis rolling out to the floor, but Beefcake catches an unsuspecting Jimmy Hart in the sleeper hold. Now it's Jimmy Hart's time to go night-night, and this will be the second time in just a matter of a few weeks. 
if Beaver can make it happen. But Danny Davis repeatedly trying to help Hart out, grabbing him by his ankles, trying to pull him out of the ring. And finally, with Jimmy Hart down and out on the mat, the barber, he goes for his shears, going to do a little more cutting on Jimmy Hart. Finish what he started a few weeks back in that match with the Honky Tonk Man. But Danny Davis pulls Jimmy Hart out of harm's way, draping the manager over his shoulder and running off like a thief in the night, saving Jimmy Hart from a very humiliating haircut. Brudeye, however, going to pick up the win. Davis doing multiple jobs now on TV. And up next on the show, got another promo lined up here. Another soundbite queued up with Craig DeGeorge standing by with Haku and Tama. It's the Islanders. All right, the excitement is building. We are now only a few days away to the big one, the Rage in Richfield, the Survivor Series, on Thursday night at 7.30 out of the Richfield Coliseum just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, in all 50 World Wrestling Federation superstars to compete elimination style. There'll be a ladies' elimination, also two 10-man teams, The Rock added to Hulk Hogan's team, and a tag team elimination. We're going to talk about that one right now with the Islanders, Haku and Tama. They will be part of the tag team competition and on one side you'll have the Hart Foundation your captains along with the new dream team the Bolsheviks and Demolition Tama what about the matchup in the Survivor Series let me tell you something we are the best team in the WWF today everybody knows about the Islanders we're the baddest we're the meanest and we're the roughest let me tell you people something about survive. You people don't know nothing about survival. You're talking to one of the best teams that knows how to survive. You think Rambo can survive? We can survive, baby. We survive in woods. We survive out streets. We survive anywhere. Tito Santana, Rick Martel, we're coming after them belts. Who else is on that team? The British Bulldogs, their history. Who's the other teams? Who's the other team? I'm going to tell you, the Killer Bees are out there, Roman Powers, the Young Stallions, the Rougeau brothers. I don't even want to talk about them. They're history in my book. Let me tell you something. Like you said, we are the toughest. And we get old. This is the best team of WWF. And when we talk about Survival Series, it's going to take the Islander, just the Islander, the team of Ireland, to beat all the strike force, <laughs> all the bees, the power oh, and Roma. Yeah. I mean, all the other side is going to take us, just us. Demolition, they don't have to beat them. The other team, they don't have. The Islanders will do the job, and we're going to take the belt and take right. some apple and That's stuff right. it right on their strike force throat <laughs> and take the belt away from them. Do not That's forget that, as you mentioned, strike force, the tag team champions are captaining the other team. You're mentioning the belts. They are the champs. The <laughs> champion, we have respect. We have all the respect. But like when, when I said we should be the leader of our team That's right. Right. because we're going to beat all of them. Well, sorry, Craig, the rage in Ridgefield just didn't catch on. Though I give you an A for effort, really try to get that over. And we get a random Rambo reference there from Tama. And if, if you think John Rambo can survive in the wilderness, the Islanders, they can do it in the jungles, the city, wherever. Tama underrated on promos, and Haku, he did just fine here as well. Good promo from the Islanders with their manager, Bobby Heenan, MIA here. And as we close out the show, we see Gorilla and Bobby conversing there at the announce desk, Gorilla Monsoon pulls out a King Kong Bundy stretcher figure, begins to stretch Bundy all around, pointing out that it could happen at the Survivor Series. And that's going to do it, guys. The hype ends as we head into the big Survivor Series pay-per-view this Thursday night at the Richfield Coliseum. Boy, they really were getting into overkill here with the pay-per-view hype. All of the fan interviews, the redundant interviews about everyone claiming that they will survive. 
et cetera, et cetera. They got away with it here, though, because it was the first one ever. And I don't know if I could take another week of the generic shilling, but the excitement is in the air. So thick, you could cut it with a knife. Yes, the Survivor Series pay-per-view, now just four days away. But before we get there, just one more small piece of business to cover as we move on to the November 26th edition, the Thanksgiving night edition of Primetime Wrestling. So here it is, Primetime Wrestling, November 26th, airing at the same time as the Survivor Series pay-per-view, of course, here. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, welcoming everyone into the show as we get this special Thanksgiving edition intro. Pre-recorded, of course. I'm Gorilla Monsoon. And I'm your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hello, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to Primetime Wrestling. Of course, uh... You're all aware that this program is pre-recorded up front, and because right now, Brain, you and I are at the Richfield Coliseum. I'm there. Well, I'm there as well. well I'm not responsible for what you do, but I'm and, there. Uh, you might be eating your heart out right at this particular point in time. Or you might be commentating that right now we've seen Hulk Hogan run out the back door of the Richfield Coliseum, oh, down the highway. He took yes. a left. He's over the interstate, and he's gone. Highly unlikely. You see our little friend up here, Tom? He's got a little bib on his chest, and it says, uh, some of my best friends are turkeys. And in your case, all of your friends are turkeys, in my book. I remember last year here, you had a live turkey. Yeah, you remember what he did? A (laughs) 45-pounder. He bit me in the hand. He did something bad on my shirt. (laughs) I remember that. Oh, well, the the program's not over yet, you know. Well, then I'm leaving. He could be... I'm uh, not going to stand out here and be decimated by a turkey. reinstated. We've got a tremendous lineup uh, here for you folks on... Thanksgiving Eve. I know you're all just bloated to the gills from that Tom that you had and uh, all the uh, peanut, no, no, butter, no, peanut butter pie. It was a lousy dinner, wasn't it? You had guests over that you didn't even know. You had relatives that we didn't even care about. You get a 12-inch plate with 80 different things to put on it. Nothing fit. You've unbuttoned your pants. You've tried to watch a football game. Now you're watching wrestling. You're going to be burping turkey for six weeks. Let's go to the ring right now and take a look at the Ultimate Warrior. So there you hear it from the host right now. We're not actually here. We're at the Ridgefield Coliseum. I wonder what's going on there right now at that Survivor Series pay-per-view. Of course, this episode pre-recorded. Then again, aren't they all, Gorilla? And Monsoon keeps referring to it as Thanksgiving Eve throughout this entire show, even though he realizes it's airing on Thursday during the Survivor Series. And did you catch that quick word drop of Peanut butter pie! Gorilla loved him some peanut butter pie and tis the season. Primetime rolls on. We, we get some discussion. Well, we haven't heard him talk a whole lot about this guy in the past. We're going to hear Gorilla and Bobby's take on the ultimate warrior. Wow, the ultimate warrior. He is something. You know, you're always expounding the virtues of your latest find, ravishing Rick Rude. This ultimate warrior makes Rude look like a refugee. Well, you know, he's got a hell of a physique. On a scale of 1 to 10, the guy's maybe, maybe a 6. Oh, 
Okay, a five. Make you feel better? What's rude? A one? No, rude's a, rude's a strong 11. Yeah, strong 11. A strong he, 11. He could be, right now, uh, looking for other employment after what happens in Richfield. The ultimate warrior? No, Rick Rude. Oh, no, no way. Now, I'll give you one thing. The ultimate warrior is a big guy. He's impressive, but he needs some guidance. In other words, you're looking to grab the guy. No, no, he's too Take dumb this. for me to handle. <laughs> he's the one. He would fit in very nicely with the rest of that entourage that you've got. Bobby admits the warrior, he has a hell of a physique. On a scale of 1 to 10, Bobby going to give him a 6. Oh, come on, Brain. Okay, a 5. Rilla asks, what's rude then? A 1? No, no. Bobby says a strong 11. Gotta love Bobby Heenan. So Warrior's starting to get some notice here, some talk here on TV, but Heenan thinks maybe, just maybe, he needs a little guidance. Bobby Heenan managing the ultimate Warrior. Could have been interesting. And now it's time to wrap things up here in primetime just as quick as it started. It comes to an end. Here's the outro. The Survivor Series also happens to be concluding at the exact same time, primetime going off the air here in real time. And the WWF machine, it just keeps moving on. Well, folks, that wraps up this special edition of primetime on this Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. What are you doing? Thanksgiving's over. I've just about it's, had it's it It's not over. As far as I'm concerned, I've had it with Thanksgiving. Had it with turkeys. Had it with the pilgrims. Had it with pumpkin pie. Just about had it with you. You want some too. pumpkin pie? No. I can arrange it. No, no, you're not putting that over my sequin jacket. You look good in pumpkin. I don't feel good in pumpkin. Well, Brian, let me ask you this. What what part did you play in the original, the first Slammys Award presentation? Did you have any? I don't remember. I was uh, there, and obviously you didn't have anything to do with it, because I don't remember you being there. I was there. I was not on stage. I did an interview with... In the uh, closet. Quinn. The, uh, the lady that used to be on uh, MTV. Uh-huh. Camarilla Quinn or Kathy Quinn. She's about three feet eight. You are going to be in Atlantic City, though. Oh, I'm going to be there. December 19th. Yes, I will be. Are you going to be there? I will definitely be there. Until next week, this is Gorilla Monsoon for the guy who says he's going to be a big star in this line. He's saying so long until next week. So just minutes before this, the Survivor Series pay-per-view has concluded, and the WWF not looking behind them. It's already on to their next venture. The Slammy Awards, coming soon to the World Wrestling Federation and the Wrestling Memory Grenade. Oh, and Bobby, that was Martha Quinn on MTV. So it was kind of interesting there. Not really mentioning the Survivor Series, and why would you at this point? It's taking place. In fact, it's over by the time this show comes to a conclusion. So it's on to the next thing. The Slammy Awards coming in the month of December. Exclusive matchup here this week on primetime. Tape back October 28th at the War Memorial, Rochester, New York. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeating another opponent at the Survivor Series, Outlaw Ron Bass. It's the Dragon over the Outlaw by countout, 6 minutes and 53 seconds. After the two men fighting on the outside, Bass winds up getting shoved to the steel post, Steamboat beating the count back in the ring. Now, after the matchup, Bass attacking the steamer again, attempting to use Miss Betsy as bullwhip on the Dragon, but Ricky able to fight back and clear the ring of both the bullwhip and the Outlaw. And that'll do it, guys. All of the TV has concluded. Everything out of the way here as we jump into the Survivor Series. And we'll wrap it up there for this week. Obviously, originally planned to do the Survivor Series as part of this show, but 
just that final week of television, going over an hour here, trying to get it all in, and I just didn't want the Survivor Series portion of the uh, grenade to linger on for uh, multiple hours as well, whatever the case may be. So yes, indeed, it will happen. We'll have it right here next week, next time on The Grenade, episode number 104. It's Survivor Series 87, along with a very special guest, co-host. And I do want to apologize again for my voice, guys, but I have no control over my fall allergies. I've had them since I was a pretty young teenager, at least. Some years, they escape me. Other years, not so much. But all of that said, I want to thank you guys for listening, tuning in this week. Lots of sound bites, lots of fun stuff there. From Gorilla, Bobby, Ted DiBiase, The Junkyard, Dog, The Islanders, and the list goes on and on. Team Hogan, Team Andre. But the time for talking is done. When we return, I promise you guys, it's Survivor Series 87. And until then, just a reminder, check out all of the podcasts here at the WrestleCopia brand over at WrestleCopia.com. Follow me on social media on Twitter at WrestlingGrenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Follow and like me, Facebook.com slash wrestling grenade subscribe to youtube.com slash wrestling grenade and of course i'd really greatly appreciate if you checked it out talking about patreon.com slash wrestlecopia that address again patreon.com slash wrestle c-o-p-i-a that five dollar all access tier has all sorts of great stuff well worth the cost and there's no subscription you guys can cancel anytime so give it a try and see what you think and until then This is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Be there! But right here, like my main man over in, in, in Calgary, Alberta, Stu Hart used to say, hey, 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 big, 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 uh, big daddy, hey, hey, hey. I could never get the thing down right, but my main man over there, Merry Christmas to you and all the family, and I'm going to be somebody big Santa Claus for this Christmas. J.Y., I want to yes. ask you, million dollar man, his sidekick, his bodyguard, Virgil. <laughs> you know, I heard a lot of things in my life. <laughs> so, no disrespect. I heard of a lot of brothers. Hey, guys are true brothers. Now, I heard him call him Virgil, and Virgil, but Teddy called him suspicionless to me. He go, hi, Virgil. I don't know what he's trying to do, man, but something's going on with Virgil. <laughs> <laughs>